Carter, welcome inside the Crazy Ant Farm. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, we are living the dream as always, and we are super excited to talk to you. Uh, we are huge fans of the show, and um, we, we are going to talk all about the show. We're so excited about that. I've got some theories. I've got some stuff. I mean, I think everybody out there does, but, um, you know, the finale, got to talk about that finale, but... Um, yeah, we are we are pumped. You are just an amazing young actress, and you're just getting it done. So we were so excited to have the opportunity to talk to you. Uh, I, I I just know our listeners are going to love this interview. Um, how we normally like to start this bad boy off is to talk about how you kind of got started in the industry, doing our research a little bit. Uh, I think it was music is where you were initially headed, and then somehow we got over to acting, which we're glad you did. But uh, I'm guessing you haven't abandoned music and dancing yet though but talk about it so how did it all go how'd the path get started oh y'all so in the beginning all right <laughs> i love in the beginning <laughs> i love it but in the beginning i wanted to be a beyonce okay <laughs> i i was gonna be beyonce um and that's that's what i had in mind uh and so i started actually taking vocal lessons with my vocal coach still um victoria wilson and you know, I was just getting into it. So, and I was, this is a lot, everybody, it's so surprised when I say this, but I was very shy when <laughs> I was younger. Um, so she had suggested that I take, you know, acting lessons just to help, you know, my stage um, presence. Cause she was like acting and singing go hand in hand. That's performance. And so she actually um, introduced me to Rob Demery at Red Light Arts. And so I started taking acting lessons with him first. And that was strictly just to get me out of that shy, timid stage mm -hmm. of my, my career. Um, Cause she was just trying to get, you know, get me out of that. And so when I started actually taking acting lessons with him, I don't know what happened, but I felt like I was supposed to be there. I don't know. Like I felt like, I felt like, I'm like, Oh my gosh. Cause I never thought about acting. I really didn't. Like, I don't know why. Cause I always grew up with my dad. He always played like Michael Jackson and everybody. <laughs> so I grew up with music. That's yeah. what I grew up with. And so I never thought about, hmm, I could actually be a, an actor. But I, ne I never thought about that. So when I when she suggested that and I started going to Rob Demery, that's when I fell in love with acting. I literally did. I felt like I belonged because I was always that kid. Even though I was shy when I was younger, I was very, as people will say, I was extra loud. <laughs> and it's because I had so much, I guess you would say, like personality inside of me. Yeah. And I wanted to put it somewhere. And so acting gave me that avenue to do that. For and sure. ever since then, I've been trying at it. So <laughs> <laughs> I love that though. I mean, we all need as human beings, like take away the career part, take away the acting, the lights, the glamour, all the fun stuff. Take all that stuff away. And you you know, you want to grow as an individual, right? You want to grow as a person to be more comfortable in your own skin and be able to talk to somebody if you know a conversation strikes up. That's kind of what happened with me too, because I wasn't necessarily a really shy person. I was just like, you know, not really wanting to talk to people or at least not knowing how to first beginning to talk to people. And when we started this podcast about six or seven years ago, um, 
he'll tell you we he was the only one that would talk the <laughs> it's true but now it's true. working up to where we are now i feel like i'm able to strike up a conversation with anyone so that's awesome to hear because you know we also talk a lot about mental health and that type of thing um and i know that stuff can go hand in hand with like anxiety and that type of different stuff so to be able to get out of your shell and to be able to become this lively bubbly person that you are now today i mean it's awesome so kudos to you for you know being able to take that step and be able to continue moving forward and i know it's always an interesting experience too in these acting classes because you have so many different people sometimes that are right next to you trying to do the same thing or around like the same monologue and stuff like that so i mean how many i mean you might not know the answer to this but i'm just always curious um from your first acting class how many people do you think are still doing it? Because, you know, a lot of people get into it and then kind of just fall off. So on average, how many do you think are still doing it? Um, That's a good question. Right. Uh, I know that I know some people who I, um, you know, came across with haven't sometimes they don't continue because um, some people yeah. do acting like for me personally, when I first started, there was a lot of people who started with me that mm-hmm. were pursuing acting it was mm-hmm. more like i was saying like they were just trying to break out of being able to speak in front of people mm-hmm, or because right. that it is really actually you know acting classes it's, it's kind of it's therapeutic honestly oh without um, doubt without <laughs> doubt because it challenge you in that way and so um i don't necessarily have the question the answer to that of course but i know that probably some people you know just you know stop doing it or just didn't continue having that passion just because you know, it, it, it's it's a very I, I don't want to say tough industry, but it can be hard. Oh, yeah. Um, especially because you know with all the the no's and stuff that you get, and I can discourage people to not continue to go keep going. Yeah, Without we doubt. we like to say that it's an industry full of selection and not rejection. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, one of our past guests on the show. He actually said, think about a casting director as someone who goes out and tries to buy a car. You know, they're looking for a specific make, a specific model, or at least somewhere around that. And maybe they're looking for a Cadillac. And today you're like a Honda. Okay. They're, they don't, they just don't want the Honda right now. That's right. They'll just stick with the Cadillac. So it's kind of, it's kind of interesting to see how different people think about the industry because, you know, staying positive and keeping yourself motivated is such a big thing. Well, and there's a lot of. Yeah, and there's a lot of people in it for the wrong reasons. I feel like a lot of people that that get into it and you don't see continue, they they want to be rich and famous. They don't want to act. They don't they want to be a celebrity and there's a huge difference. This industry is tough and you have to have thick skin. And if you're just in it because you want to be a celebrity and you want to be rich and famous, you're not going to last long because exactly. people built like that don't typically do well with critique or criticism or knows. They're like, wait a minute, I'm a star. You can't tell me I'm not good. You know, so see this shit. Yeah. <laughs> did you see my audition? It's like exactly. we did. And no. <laughs> but so I feel like that, you know, a lot of people get into it for that type of a reason and then realize, OK, it's just not going to happen for me. And we've always, because we're in the industry, we're filmmakers ourselves, and we've always been people who feel like you just got to be upfront and honest with people like that and be like, this is not going to happen for you. It's not good 
for anybody if you lead them along trying to have them go after something you know is not going to happen. We always try to say it doesn't mean you can't live the dream. It doesn't mean you can't be in the industry. Let's focus on an area where you can still get it done and kind of, but this particular path won't work. And I, I, you know, so we always kind of a take that approach to it because I just feel like leading anybody the wrong direction and prolonging the agony of something not working out, not so good for the mental health, right? You, on the other hand, that would not be an issue because like I said, you are phenomenal. You, you, I, I was just literally blown away with when I saw you. First of all, the way you're playing against Mark Paul is just incredible, okay? Let's jump into Found, because, man, Found, there's so much to find with Found. Um, and then, so we have the great pleasure of knowing Shinola. We got to meet her several years back on the red carpet at America 2.0, and, and she's just a gem. We love her to death. She was actually a guest on this very show a couple years ago, and, uh, and, and we just love her. And one of the things that immediately struck out to me is... How you were able to adapt. It's believable that you are a young Gabby. That you, the mannerisms and the way that you picked up on how Shinola acts, it was phenomenal. I'm like, I'm, I'm totally looking at a young Shinola, and I don't even know a young Shinola, but you can see that. So, talk about the approach a little bit about that, because. We don't see you guys at the same time, right? You're, you're more playing off of Mark Paul. But you had to learn. You had to be like, okay, I'm her young. And so, and talk about your approach because I'm assuming old Gabby has changed a lot because she's gone through a lot. So while you guys are very similar, you're also very different. Did you guys discuss things like that? Did you, like, like, did you talk about how you were going to approach the characters or did you just go completely separate and say, I'm going to do this and you're going to do this and we'll see how it works? Actually, um, we didn't never sat down and talk, but what they did do was they would show me different, like, I guess, like, when, when when directing, like, okay, this is how kind of, like, even the transitions and everything, to try to give me an idea of how Shinola is doing things. Right. If that makes sense. Because, again, we never, even on set, it was, it was a rare instance if we ever crossed paths. Even though mm -hmm. we did sometimes, like, maybe she was in a trailer or something like mm -hmm. that or whatever. But it was very rare. So what was the interesting part was taking that information and ultimately being a younger Gabby, like yeah. the younger Gabby. Um, and so that was that was fun in itself because it was an honor, you know, absolute honor to play Shinola Hampton. As <laughs> but even but like I would say even this, like even knowing her as a person kind of influenced me as the younger Gabby as well. Mm, I can um, see that. Because yeah, like her character, this this personally, you know, and just the way she she literally because I and I've actually been on set. Um I was I remember once I stayed on set to, you know, really look at her. Um, and how she did certain things because we never but I, I did stay, you know, when we did when I was able to cross paths with her, I would stay and look at her and OK, I'm like, OK, this is her mannerisms when she because she when she's Gabby, she's Gabby. Full like, in, it, full it, in. It, it, <laughs> I mean, that, <laughs> so just, you know, just studying her um, and looking and being when I did have the opportunity to see her on set to just watch her 
you mm-hmm. know, and how she spoke and, and just knowing that even though I was like, I, I don't want to be exactly what she is just because the trauma and everything made her that. Exactly. And I'm showing within that trauma and then before that trauma, if that makes sense. Oh, so totally. Kind of distinction and then, you know, the in-between is what hopefully we get to see in season two. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I love that, though, because, like, it's interesting. And I just literally put this together during the conversation while you're speaking. We Last week, we had a, kind of a similar situation, too, where the actor that we interviewed was playing the younger version of an older character and it was kind of like time jumping back and forth so that's funny uh these are both your guests dustin how are you (laughs) i have this fascination Uh, with uh, you know i just (laughs) two different types of characters all right i'm just gonna break it reveal it here i am a time traveler i do go back and forth and you know so i like to talk to both uh timelines it's just you know that's uh as we've discussed Uh, though there can be only one so i'm I'm gonna at the end of this interview i have to pull out the sword and chop the heads off guys i'm sorry it's, it's true it's true oh my goodness but yeah i mean it's so funny to be able to do that because you know there is there's your time and then there is her time and then you have to think about all that the years in between both of y'all's characters that mm-hmm. gives the room for development that gives the room for um you know growing up into like a hardened individual who Spoiler alert, if you haven't started watching it, where are you? Um, but who ends up actually kidnapping her kidnapper? Absolutely freaking wild. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, it's crazy to be able to work with legends too, right? Because not only Shinola Hampton, but I got to tell you, literally growing up, every single morning before school, I was watching Saved by the Bell. Who was it, um, man? Who was it? <laughs> so to work with Mark Paul Gossler um, is absolutely wild. Zach, for anybody who doesn't like know how to correlate names. But I mean, and this being a completely different role than yeah. anything I've seen him before. Um, so what was that like working with someone who has been in the industry since your age or even younger yeah to be able to develop as an actor and as someone who can pass along pieces of advice so what was it like working with him it was honestly phenomenal working with him like he is so professional and he is so kind you know outside of sir <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's so kind and he was honestly like even um even when, the, the, you know, there's different shots and stuff, like, and he was kind enough to even give me, when it's not on him, you know, still give me that energy and what mm-hmm. I needed to be affected the way I needed to, you know, portray that, the character at the time. And it was just, like I said, like, it, it's such a blessing to me to always be able to work with such amazing people, like, and, and who are such, like, beasts in their craft. I mean, when he was sir, he was sir. Like, when I tell y'all, his voice, <laughs> like when y'all saw that fear, yeah, that was real because his voice, because of where we are and how we're actually in like this kind of like farmhouse, like in, in the space, it rumbled like my, mm. my heart. Like, like when I tell y'all, when he was sir, he was sir, mm. but when he wasn't sir, he was our father and he was, and he was so, he's so nice and he's so sweet. So, and, 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 yeah. No, that 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 I, that leads me to a couple of questions because I was really curious about that. One, because everybody does kind of identify him as Zach, and so when you see Sir, I, 
I mean, that is a massive credit to his acting ability because it's like yeah. you're like, holy shit, this is nowhere close to Zach. You know, this is like you are. And then, yeah, he comes across terrifying. So when you just said that you were like that fear was real. Let's talk about that a little bit because I feel like when you when you go into character like that and you're in that situation, that's a lot of detail and a lot of trauma and a lot of stuff. And a lot of people are incapable of just turning that on and turning that off. They carry that with them off set or, or into, you know, real life. Um, how did you approach that knowing that it was going to be this type of a role and you were going to be facing some seriously dark stuff? Um, mm-hmm. How did you adjust for that mentally knowing that, okay, this is good. We're going to go into some really dark places and it's going to get really intense and I might get really like, oh my gosh, scared. And then I got to be able to adjust and be like, no, no, it's Mark Paul and and, and I'm Azaria and everything is fine. How did you approach that knowing going in what it was going to be? Well, one, my um, my coach, he prepped me, like, help, you know, prepare me for each uh, episode. And so he would always tell me to 30 minutes before or anything, you know, get into that space. Mm-hmm. Let everybody I used to let everybody know, you know, that. Because and they, and they understood because it's heavy stuff, so they obviously felt bad for me. <laughs> it was like, hey, like you always got to be. But I used to tell them like, oh, I'm not probably not going to be talking as much because I'm a very lively and you know, I'm not going to be talking as much. You know, I'm trying to get you know where I need to be in that headspace and everything. And so he would always tell me, and then he'll say to keep it on your shoulder mm. the whole thirty minutes before. Keep it on your shoulder. And so you do what you need to do. Go on set. You do what you need to do. You're in that place um, uh, mentally. So when they say action, you're ready. Mm-hmm. But then he said afterwards, you have to get yourself out of that. You have to take the time. You breathe. You know, you let it go. You do what you got to do. You listen to something. You 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 talk yourself out of that space because you don't want to keep that. Right. Because you don't because that needs to say stay there. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever that feeling was, it needs to stay there. So he always said, keep it on your shoulder. And when you're done, when you're out of it, get it off your shoulder. Dust it off your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Get it off your shoulder. Get out of there. Get it out of that headspace. Because you don't want to keep that, you know, because that's not what you're, you know, going through. You don't want to project that anywhere else except for where it was supposed to be projected, mm. you know. Right. Exactly. And I mean, that leads up to, you know, something else that popped in my head. Do you have a certain, like, routine or do you say something to yourself that you're just like, Okay, now I'm on the come down. Okay, I'm okay. I'm acting. I'm at work. You know, that's that's where I'm at. So do you have like a certain routine to bring yourself down from that space? Because I know it can be difficult sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I music, like I said, I grew up on music. There you go. <laughs> so music is my, honestly, my key. Um, and, and, and even before I even start, I always, I'm a very, like, I'm a very positive person. And yeah. I, and I, and I, I prioritize my mental health so much. Good, <laughs> and I feel good. like that honestly helps as well. Plus mm. the music and just knowing I'm like, okay, yes, because I take stuff to heart. Cause even with all the situations, like this is, we're telling real life stories. Yeah. You know? Right. And even that itself, like somebody has gone through this before or is currently going through this. And yeah. so that itself is heavy. It's heavy, you know, but I constantly have to remind myself to keep myself in and afterwards, like put myself in a positive mind space. And I, and I, and I listen to music. I don't care what it is. And again, my favorite, my favorite artist, is Michael Jackson. So I'm going to turn on some rock with you, some Billie Jean, something. Okay. I'm so curious just to get myself out of that funk because yeah. it is, especially when you have to do take after take after take oh, sometimes. Yeah. 
that's it's, it's draining and it can like suppress you you know it can take over a little bit and so that's 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 what i have to do and i have to literally sometimes i shake it off like literally like it's, it's you know in your body so you gotta shake it shake it off like and i know it can be harder you know yeah. sometimes but well michael's good to shake it off too right like i mean if you're gonna have a music choice to go to to shake it off michael's good to go well i mean that's, that's how you do it um yeah and, and you you mentioned earlier dad played the music all the time and everything so i'm guessing too you have a very strong support system around you uh to help you guide through that situation as well right because that i feel like many times that's important too you got to have the right people in your circle you got to have people that are going to tell you when they need to tell you something and not hold back right oh yes oh yes that is my family a hundred percent everybody my aunties uncle my mom dad sister brother everybody everybody like when i tell you i, I i'm so grateful to have such a supportive like system and i know everybody especially in the industry you know doesn't have that right um and and growing up my parents they used to tell me like you know back in the day like they that this career wasn't a real career back then. Like yeah. they grew up like you had to get a nine to five. You had right. to get this wasn't mm -mm, that's because mm -mm, they didn't they didn't see that. And a lot of people all they knew was to go to work and go to college and, and, and that's it. Okay. Yep. And so even with this, like I'm still you know in school, but even with this, like my um my parents, like, they were a hundred percent backing me up. 100% every audition, every um uh, 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 callback, all of that, uh, acting lessons, all that. Before, you know, I was able to pay for it myself. They was paying for it. Love that. My Love brother, that. My sister used to take me to practice, take me to this, take me. Because they literally were just like, we believe in you this much, and we want you to follow your dreams. Mm. And oh. if this is what it is, then we're behind it. And I'm so grateful to ha have had that, you know, because I know a lot of people, don't, and especially in this industry, don't have that that support system and, and people who they can rely on when the outside world kind of gets crazy or whatever. I have people who have my back regardless. Mm. Oh so. yeah, most definitely. And I mean, you know, it's so interesting too, because I feel like a lot of actors, if they don't come from an industry family, like if they didn't grow up around like their family making movies or their family making TV shows, I feel like a lot of actors come from trauma because that's what they pull out you know they're able to connect with certain characters that are on the page because they went through that or they know someone who went through that because trauma recognizes trauma and to be able to have that sort of support system is so critical because i know that you know some people in my life and some people in dustin's life as well they've said for years get a day job what are you doing why i don't understand what you're doing like all that stuff but then then when our film comes out and they're like oh you're having a red carpet premiere am i invited no you're not invited what does this look like, like, like what are you yeah talking about? yeah you can't call it a day job, a fake job or you know yeah. kind of and then expect to show up on the carpet it don't work <laughs> like that you know it's like oh i know them it's like but where were you when i was making this film like you know yeah that's yeah <laughs> but, but i mean that's yeah. so that's so good to hear specifically for you because like i feel like your future is so bright oh, because we I always mean, talk about you know what it's kind of more about who you know rather than what you know because we've gotten to a, into a lot of doors because of all the friends we've made through the podcast and all the friends we've made through working on different sets and different things like that so to be able to be that lively that bubbly to where like people are going to want to help you out and i feel like that is such an advantage on your side that 
you should just continue taking advantage of. Don't change yourself for anyone who cares what anyone else thinks because I, with who you are right now, I think you are going to go very far. Oh, Without and a testament to that is Shinola and them did a, a live. They went live on Instagram on the night of the finale, and as soon yeah. as Azaria popped up, she was like, oh, Azaria's on. I mean, she just lit up and and talked about you. They love you. They, I mean, they 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 adore you. They talk about you in in, in such an affectionate way. And I mean, I, and trust us. Like I said, we we've seen her. We've seen her light up when she's talking and and happy about something. And when you popped on, the way she lit up and made perfectly clear, Azaria is on everybody look 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 that tells you right there and that like logan said that is because you've established yourself with the reputation of a person that people want to be with that want to work with because we say we tell people this all the time it really is a very small community and people think that it's some giant huge hollywood but it's a very small tight-knit community and everybody knows everybody so how you project yourself gets out there and that's who you are and if you're that person nobody wants to work with people quickly find out you're that person nobody wants to work with so (laughs) you know and so you're doing it the right way and um you're a natural I, I feel like, you know, you you can take lessons and you can get coached. And I've seen people become very good actors through learning the skill. But then there are also people that are just, you put them out there and they are a pure natural born to do it. And I feel like that's you. Just from every performance that I saw you and even like I said, when I went back to P-Valley and everybody should go back and watch that as well. Um, it, it's... I think it was like how you said that when you first started, you just knew you felt like you were meant to be there. That's because it is. You're so natural. It was meant to be that. And that comes across on screen. You connect to people, the audience, and and that's why, like Logan said, you are going to have a very long career. You are going to be very successful. And um, yeah, it's it's amazing. I, I, I really think... Yeah, it's just it's fun for us as filmmakers to see people like you and watch it happen. Like people that had no clue they even wanted to do this and then boom, and it's an ama- and we're so thankful that people who didn't know they wanted to do it do it because you're like what would it be without people like you? So uh, it's just amazing. It really is amazing. That means so much. Like you can all understand that means so much to me. Thank you all. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course. We're all about, you know, the the raising people up. This podcast is for the up and comers breaking into the entertainment industry. Learn more about your story and how you did it so they can try to implement that in their lives. And, you know, after we always have conversations with our guests, we are more than open to help any way we can. Because um, that's what it's all about. It's all about lending the helping hand. And that's what we pride ourselves here at Crazy Ant Media for. Um, but something else we've been doing in 2024, and I think we're going to have fun with this one. Because oh, I, so yeah, I think vibrant. so. You're so bubbly. I love it. Um, we have a couple of popcorn questions for you. Um, and hopefully you don't have to think too much hard, or too hard about these. But, I mean, I feel like sometimes you have to. Um, number one, the first one is going to be, what was the funniest moment or most memorable moment on the found set? Okay, memorable moment. Okay, fun, memorable moment. Well, well um, I just want to preface that fun would be tough after everything you just said. <laughs> so memorable, <yeah>. probably. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it depends on if I was actually on set. Because remember, sometimes I would go on set just to be You're on right. set. Okay. Right. Not 
I wasn't filming. I was just on there. Um, I'm trying to remember the moment. Oh, it was this one time when we were uh, on set. I wasn't filming. I think it was like towards the end. It was towards the end because I just came back for the, I think it was like the last episode. And I, they were playing music. It was like a dance break. Mm-hmm. And we all was just dancing. I mean, but they was playing like, like I mean, like old school music. Like, you know, I'm old soul, okay? Very old school. So, so I mean, they were playing, uh, uh, what was it? Um, oh, why can I not think of the artist? Why, why, why? <laughs> uh, darn it. I don't know if it was It Takes Two or it was somewhere around there, okay? Yeah, I, yeah. I do not know why, but I just remember being so happy because I felt like, you know, you were just surrounded by so many positive like everybody mm-hmm. on that set was just so positive and, and loving and so everybody was just having a good time so that was my most like fun moment and memorable moment if that makes sense. yeah 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 that was that right there <laughs> i love that <laughs> can you can you even picture right now in your head mark paul dancing to rob bass it takes two i can i can totally right. see that right now like <laughs> I want to, if there's video of that anywhere, we need to find that and like post that because that's. <laughs> he was there though. Uh. I don't think he was because it was, it was, it was, um, everybody all, I, yeah, I don't think he was there. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh. I think he was there. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That yeah, is I, so funny. I will, I will remember that. Okay. Right. All right. All right. So now this is kind of a fun one. Okay. So this is like, we're going to dive into the mind a little bit of how you think. If you could live in any movie or TV show, which one would it be and why? Oh, already Martin. (laughs) Wow. That was quick. That was quick. I love that. I love that. Martin and Gina reminds me like they they're just like my parents. <laughs> mm. Especially like I'm already living there, literally. Right. But that's that's why because it's so it's such a it's it's very um um, um familiar to me. So and it's so fu- it's, it's such a fun show and such an amazing cast and oh yeah yeah it is yeah. it is I love that reunion at the Emmys that was really cool that was awesome. <laughs> Um, next one would be, if you could work with anyone, who would it be? Oh, Taraji P. Henson. Oh, man. So good. Man, you are killing it with these answers. Woo! I know, right? (laughs) Yeah. No, she's on my vision board. Mm. I'm gonna get there. No, you... I I, I just love her... Personally, I I haven't met her personally, but I just love her. I, (laughs) I just her spirit, like just by her interviews and everything and then how she's such an advocate on mental health, all that. Like, I just, I love that. I love that so much. And I love her range. Like I, I love her. <laughs> That's, I mean, that you're going to get there. Trust me. We, we, uh, one of our guests just a couple of weeks ago, Callie Spragans, she played a young cookie. So, you know, and you got, yeah. So I'm telling you, you're going to be there. You're going to be there. And I, can I just say if it, it like, Shinola Hampton and Taraji P, you would be like legendary at that point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like, if you're working with both of them, uh, we're gonna manifest that. We're gonna make that happen. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make that happen. Uh, okay, 
So, we, we know your routine to come back down. We, uh, we dance to Michael Jackson. We get all that. What's the morning routine? What, 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 what does Azaria do when she wakes up in the morning to get going? Okay, it might... For a set day or just my everyday routine? Just everyday life. What, what, what's, a, what's a normal okay. morning routine for you? Well, first of all, I get up and I pray, personally. Um, and I meditate. Um, and basically, that's the first thing I do. And then afterwards, we, we're in 2024, okay? 2024. New year, new me. Um, <laughs> I started working out, y'all. Every morning. Okay. Every morning. Because I told myself that I really want to prioritize my um my health. Mm -hmm. Um, not only just mentally, but physically as well. Um, and that's really something that I've been really going towards. And even um in the mornings, uh, I like to write down what I have to do that day. Mm -hmm. Um so after I work out, so I pray, meditate, um, go work out. I like to write down what I, I listen to the music and I write down like what I have to do today, what I want to accomplish today, the goals for today. And then I write down my goals for the week. What am nice. I want to accomplish at least this week? And then you have the, you know, the broad one of this month, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and again, just trying to balance because I am in school as well. So that goes mm -hmm. on that list as well. Um, and that's honestly like, and after that, I eat eventually. I sometimes I forget. Okay. I'm working on that. Um, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, and that's honestly how I start my day. I literally have a plan for my day. I plan my day out before I even started. Uh, Logan, that's who does that though. sound that's like? Good. Right? Like, yeah, like well, we could pull out day. our planners right now. My, yeah. The top of my planner says meditate, exercise, and then my list of things to do for the day. And we have the month planned out. We, you're so like-minded. No wonder we like you so much. You're very like-minded. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, and the fifth and final question, this one's kind of deep, so be prepared. So far, are you happy with your career? I am. Good. I am. I feel like it's going the way it's meant to go, and, and I'm so grateful. Cause I, honestly, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Even when I first started, I didn't even think I would be here where I am today. Just because mm -hmm. of, I was that shy, timid, um, you know, little girl. Um, right. I think I, I started about 14, 15 years old. So I I can't even, like that little girl, I know she is so proud of the woman that I am today. Mm -hmm. um, and just the area, I'm still growing. You know, I'm still taking uh, lessons, uh, my acting lessons and everything. I'm still growing and I'm continuously going to grow even when I get, 10 years from now, I'm still going to always dedicate myself to grow because you can always grow. Um, but I, I am very happy. I'm happy where I am and I'm blessed to be where I am. And I'm excited to see what else is in the pot, you know, cooking up um, sure. <laughs> that I don't know about yet. And I know everything's going to work out the way it's supposed to. And I know I'm going to end up where I need to be. So. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. I mean, the, the the word you keep coming back to, and I think it's why you're seeing the success that you're having and why people enjoy you and, and want to be around you, gratitude. I've heard you mm -hmm. say gratitude or grateful numerous times throughout, and it's people like that that are going to get far. They're going to succeed because they're grateful for what they have. You know, they're not yeah. they're not bitter about what they didn't get. They're not angry about somebody else getting it. You're grateful for what you get and you know that there's a plan and you just go with where the plan is taking you. And that's I, I 
that's why you're going to be a huge success because because Thank of that you. right there. Um, man, I kind of wanted to do a little Barbara Walters question. Like, what would you, if you could go back and tell your 10-year-old self something, what would you tell her? Like that little shy girl kind of a, you know, what do you tell mm-hmm. that girl? Don't worry. You're going to be Beyonce. You're going to get out there. You're going to be putting on a show. Like, you know. <laughs> That's what I would tell her. And don't listen to um, other people. Because, again, when I was younger, I was told that I'm being very vulnerable. But I was told that I was extra. And that, I, and it was in a negative way. You know, I was extra. I was always loud, which I was loud, okay? You, if you was in my high school, you heard me down the, the hall. But, um, <laughs> but I was everywhere. Like, I was on the announcements. I was in theater in, my, um, in high school. You see my face. You did. And and so many people like picked at me for that. Like, like, why are you always just everywhere? Why are you just being so extra? You so loud. You so da 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 da. And now I know why I was all that. Obviously, you mm-hmm. know, as you grow up, you, you so now I know there's a time and a place for everything when it comes to, you know, being loud. Because I was young. So of course I was loud. You know, <laughs> you know probably annoying a little bit. But <laughs> I was and I used to dial myself down because I'm like, you know what? I'm trying to fit in. I don't want to be, you know, the outcast or anything. But I would tell my younger self to not be afraid of who I am and to mm. be proud of who I am. Yes. And not to let anybody, anybody tell me otherwise that I'm not worthy enough, that I am this, I am that. No, I am who God says I am. So I, that's what I will honestly like. And I wish and that's one thing that I, I really take pride in even now because I do speak at um, or before the strike happened. I was speaking at uh, different high schools and uh, uh, and everything and talking to the younger generation, even though I'm not that far along. Um, <laughs> but just talking to them and, and saying that they can do this, you know, and don't let anybody take that away from you. Like you have these gifts for a reason. Use them. Do not let them die. Mm. Um, and so... That's what I, I know. I just, but that's what I would tell. I'm very passionate about that. But that's what I would tell my younger self. Like, girl, you, you are her. Okay. I, I, I love that. I, I love that. I mean, uh, Logan, I can't think of a, any better way to, to, to start to wrap yeah, it up I, than that. I really feel like that's it. I really feel like you put a nice little cherry on top of this uh, interview milkshake. Um, so congratulations. <laughs> it was absolutely amazing. Congratulations on your success. And we all know it's about social media right now. So where can our fans follow you? All right. So you can follow me on my uh, YouTube channel, which is simply just Azaria. Um, and then I, my Instagram is Azaria.Carter. So it's A-Z-A-R-I-A dot or period. And then Carter, C-A-R-T-E-R. And then Twitter, I believe it's just Azaria or simply just Azaria? All right. <laughs> um, one of those. Okay. And that's the only. Oh, yeah. And TikTok. Um, either simply just Azaria or just Azaria. I'm just, you know. It's Everywhere. We get it. But, yeah. So. <laughs> we get it. We get it. But listen, thank you so much for coming on the show. You were an absolute blast. Um, open invite anytime you ever want to come back on um, just to you know have a conversation about the industry we have an industry news segment we have a top five segment where we talk about like top five movies of certain categories and things like that um, so yeah and the mental health one you're very in tune with your mental health so 
feel free to come back on that one as well. But Azaria, thank you so much again. And I mean, this is going to be an amazing career for you and we're super excited for about it. Thank you so much. And thank you both for having me. <laughs> like this was, this was fun. Y'all. Like, <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. We, we try to make it a safe place where we can just have fun and be real. You know, and none yes. of that, none of that Q and a tell us about this. Or blah, blah, blah. No, yeah. <laughs> we just want to have a conversation and have some fun. And you did just that. So you, you are amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> of course. Of course. Listen, take care and we'll be talking to you soon. Okay, thank you. Bye. Oh, boy, talk about personality right there, man. The biggest personality of 2024 on the show so far. And the biggest smile on the show of 2024 so far. She That smile's infectious. I just... You know, I mentioned it in the interview, though, and the one thing that just kept coming back to me over and over and over is just how grateful she is for everything that she has and where she's at. And I just feel like people like that the sky is the limit for people who understand how to be grateful for what is given to them and what they what they have. It's just it's an amazing thing. She's an amazing young woman. Completely agree, man. Completely agree. Everybody, go check out Found Now. It is on Peacock. Be sure to check that out and be sure to follow her anywhere and everywhere on social media. And thank you again, Azaria, for coming on the show. <laughs>